The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome, folks. We are here. Yes, we're here again for a great another show. This is the On Point with Victor show. This is America's Web Radio, and I am Victor Armendariz. Boy, have we got some talk to do today. <laughs> We've got, I mean, what a week. What a week. What a week. First of all, first, before I go any further and delve into politics, I have got to uh, send out all the kudos in the world to the Atlanta Braves. I mean, my goodness, the Atlanta Braves, 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 chop away, folks. You shouldn't start stop chopping until next season. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we need to chop right through winter. And every time you see a, 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 a liberal or one of your Democrats friends, just start chopping more <laughs> and maybe throw in a couple of let's go, Brandons. Uh, no, but folks, seriously – uh, what an amazing, amazing, amazing thing the Atlanta Braves did uh, by winning the World Series. And, and how – right, I'm going to interject politics. You know, these bozos, the commissioner allowed politics to be interjected, so I'll do it too. But it is kind of poetic justice when you think about it. You know, the last thing the woke class wanted, the last thing the woke Democrats and the socialist Democrats, uh, the last thing the journalists, so-called journalists or sports journalists – uh, they call themselves sports, sports journalists, but they're really just um, activists. They're woke journalists. Uh, the last thing they wanted was a World Series involving the Atlanta Braves and the city of Atlanta. <laughs> and, and I mean, you want to talk, boy, how bad of a week is Stacey Abrams having? I mean, I know, folks, look, I, this is just the way my brain works and it's going to jump around. But how bad for you folks in Georgia? And look, I, again, for all of my listeners who are outside of Georgia, and there are many of you, and thank you so much for listening, um, let me tread on your attention span just a little bit because uh, you all probably know who Stacey Abrams is because she's trying to build a name for herself, and she's been gallivanting around the country telling people that she's really the, the rightful heir to the governorship of Georgia. Um, she was in Virginia <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. And she actually told the crowd that she was the real governor of Georgia. <laughs> and I'm paraphrasing, but it's basically what she said. And uh, But how bad of a week is Stacey Abrams having? Uh, my goodness. Uh, not only did this – was she one of the major uh, goofballs that got the uh, in, idiot MLB commissioner to take the All-Star game out of Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta, the Georgia, Georgia, a place where – where the city has 51% plus black uh, residents. Um, Georgia, a state that has over 30% black-owned businesses, and then I'm not even sure the percentages of, of Hispanic-owned businesses. All these minorities were hurt because Stacey Abrams got her panties in a wad and wanted to create more power and a name for herself. And the spineless MLB commissioner fell to her and the woke commands demands and uh, removed the All Star Game from the from Atlanta, and uh, you know it hurt a lot of people, hurt a lot of businesses, hurt a lot of minorities, um, all to give this this um, power hungry Stacey Abrams a name for herself. But uh, my goodness, is it not poetic justice? Is it not poetic justice that the Atlanta Braves not only made it to the World Series, so the game had to be played here, or at least uh, what three games had to be played here? Um, 
not only did they make it so that the games had to be played here, they won it. The Atlanta Braves won the World Series. I mean, it's just, first of all, it's just great for the team. I mean, my gosh, probably if anyone deserved, I don't think anyone deserved it more than Snicker. When you, I think it's Snicker, Snicker, the uh, manager. I mean, that guy's been in the Braves organization for, I think, 40 years. And to be given the opportunity that he clearly deserved to get, and then to, to take the injuries that they took and then suffered and to pull the team together. And, and, you know, I mentioned this before. You've got some great individual talent on the Atlanta Braves, and, and no team is going to succeed without individual talent. But to get a team to drop egos, to get individual talent to drop egos, to check their egos at the door and to come together as a team, especially in, in the midst of, of injury after injury, but to do what the Atlanta Braves did, I mean, it is poetic justice. It, it's just, it's a great feat for sports, and it's a great thing for baseball. I, I heard uh, just the other day that the viewership for the World Series this this year was off the charts. So that's great. That's great coming off a year where where they allowed politics to get involved and people stopped watching. So it's nice they're they're getting the people back. And Atlanta Braves were a big part of that. And but just it's just it's just awesome, awesome for them. And uh, I hope some of you made it out to the parade um, last Friday. So I hope some of you guys made it there. Um, just awesome, 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 awesome. Uh, so now, and <laughs> we will move on where politics will be the talk of the day. Um, <clears throat> but it is poetic justice, folks. It really is. Uh, you've got uh, the, all these woke journalists out there who who cannot stay. They hate the Atlanta Braves. They hate it that. No one will listen to their their uber white liberal socialist progressive woke wokeness. No one will listen to them, uh, including the minority, including the uh, the Native Americans here in Georgia uh, who who are okay with the chop and they're okay with the name Atlanta Braves. But these woke morons who are who have put themselves on a pedestal they can't stand it, and it is it is. Absolutely poetic justice the justice that the Atlanta Braves won, and the games were played here, or well, at least you know half of them, three of them were played in the in Atlanta and uh, just just poetic justice so I you know I mentioned Stacey Abrams, how bad of a week or two weeks is this lady having and i 'm going to go ahead and predict right now this is an on point with Victor prediction. I am going to predict <laughs> that Stacey Abrams will not run for governor of Georgia next year. Um, and the reason, if you're asking, why do I think this? Look, Stacey Abrams is all about Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams, everything she's done since 2018 is to try and build a name for herself so she can run for president. And when you look at what happened, you look at the shellacking that the Democrats took last Tuesday. Uh, Stacey Abrams, look, say what you will about her. She's not dumb. I mean, she's power hungry. Yes. She she wants to step on every minority that she can step on to get her to the elitist of the elitist group. And she's not going to take a loss. And what's coming next year, the earthquake that has begun, the the tsunami tidal wave of red that has begun, that's going to roll right into next year. And then it's going to roll into 2024. Uh, but mainly because it's going to roll into next year with such force. Uh, I think Stacey Abrams is going to rethink running for governor next year, and I don't think she'll do it. I think she'll posture and she'll get out there and, you know, she's going to say a whole bunch of craziness. And then she'll pick somebody and she'll get behind them and she'll come up with some dumb reason why it's not her 
and why she's not going to do it for the for the greatness of the party or you know she'll give some stupid reason um but i i am going to predict right now that she's not going to run for governor because there's a red wave coming folks <laughs> i mean uh, the conservatives are going to win. The independent, conservative, liberty-minded, freedom-loving candidate, I think, is going to win big next year, and they're going to wipe out the Democrats. And Stacey Abrams doesn't want to be caught up in that because Stacey Abrams wants to run for president in 2024. And look, I, <clears throat> you can laugh at what I'm saying, and and it's scary. Uh, but she's – I'm telling you, folks, this is what she's got her eye on. And when you look – if you're a Democrat and you're looking to 2024, who you got on your bench? Who do you have on your bench? And because we were talking about the Atlanta Braves to open the show, and so I'll bring in a little sports analogy here. If you are in the Democrat Party, if you are a today's Democrat, if you are a sycophant to the Democrats, who is on your bench? Who are you going to go to? Because it isn't going to be Biden. It isn't going to be Biden. Now, look, I I told you um, when Biden was elected, I was on this show saying that uh, give Biden, give give the Democrats a year or so, and they're going to try to push Biden out, and they'll try to put Kamala in so she can be the incumbent going into 2024. Well, I I am retracting that. I, I, I think I was wrong in making that assessment because I think the Democrats are now looking at Kamala going – my goodness, this woman is a bigger disaster than what we thought because they thought they could Biden would get him in the door and they thought Kamala, mm, she she was attorney general. She was a senator. Surely she could talk her way through this and then we could win in 2024. But, folks, Kamala is an absolute unmitigated disaster, has no idea what she's doing. I told you guys that she was in over her head before, but it's clear now to Democrats that she's in over her head. So they don't want her for 2024. So who you got, Democrats? Who you got on your bench? Pete Buttigieg, the guy that went away for two, three months off the job and nobody missed him? The guy that said he was on parental leave or or whatever (laughs) leave, but it comes to find out he was gallivanting around making some movie about himself? Yeah, you're going to find out. You're going to hear more about that. But is that going to be your guy? That's going to be who you're going to put up? Are you going to go get the lurch, John Kerry? (laughs) <laughs> formerly Vietnam War guy. Um, are you going to go find Lurch? John Lurch Carey? you going to bring him out, that relic? Uh, what are you going to do? Who do you have? And that, my friends, is what Stacey Abrams is looking at. Stacey Abrams is looking at going, huh, I've got a shot at 2024 because there's nobody else on the bench. And that's why I don't think Stacey Abrams will run for the governor of uh, Georgia because she doesn't want to lose. And right now, really, that race in Georgia next year, um, if Kemp is the nominee, he should have no problem winning. If David Perdue is the nominee, he should have no problem winning. Um, and look, Vernon Jones is a friend of mine. If he makes it, I, I hope he can win. But uh, but look, I, you know, it, it's going to be interesting. So, boy, politics is just not going to. Uh, it's just, just not going to stop, folks. Anyone who says this isn't exciting, well, um, you might want to check your pulse. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, so anyway, so look, just keep your eye. Remember, you heard it here. If Stacey Abrams doesn't run next year, it's going to because it will be because she wants to run for president in 2024. And look, I'm not saying she's going to win because I don't think anybody is going to stop the DeSantis train. 
the DeSantis train is on its way. It's gaining momentum, and I don't think anyone's going to stop it. But I do think Stacey Abrams has a shot to be the nominee for the Democrats because they don't have anybody else. I, I mean, who are they going to do? It's going to be laughable. It really is. It's going to be sad, but it's going to be laughable. Uh, but uh, but just keep your eye on that and remember you heard it here first on On Point with Victor. So, all right, folks, we are getting close to the first break. So I think I will go ahead and pause here and uh, we'll we'll take the first break, the first profit time out. And when we come back, well, I'll get into some some earth moving events that you might have heard happen last week. All right. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. If you have lost a loved one and were left with a firearms collection and are not sure how to dispose of them safely, or you may have firearms you no longer want, this message is for you. I am a licensed FFL firearms dealer in the state of Florida, specializing in estate firearm purchases. It is very important that all firearm transactions be handled according to state and federal laws. You can contact me for information at firearmliquidationservice at outlook.com, or you can call or text me at 407-921-8100-247 and ask for James. Again, for information contact me at Firearm Liquidation Service at Outlook.com or call or text me at 407-921-8100. All communications are strictly confidential. If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hey, folks, did, uh, did you hear it? Did you feel it? Uh, did you feel the earth move? <laughs> and I, I'm not, no, folks. It wasn't a climate change shift. It was a massive political shift <laughs> that is brewing and it's going to roll into 2022, folks. Look, uh, this is the America's Web Radio. I am Victor Armendariz. Yes, the Mexican not afraid to be American, not afraid to say it. Uh, but, folks, that's what that's what happened last week. So I want to jump into this and let's talk about what happened last week, folks. But uh, I, I that was earth moving what happened last week. And, and I... I am not going to sit here and overstate what happened, but I'm also not going to understate it because the mainstream, lamestream media, the, the sycophant media out there, you know, 98% of the media is on the Democrats' payroll, basically. Oh, I shouldn't say that, but, uh, but 98% or so of the media, they're, they're leftists. They're leftists and, and they're activists. They're not media anymore. Um, but they are going to tell you, and you've already seen it, folks. Uh, they're telling you that racist, racist, racist. Somehow it was a bunch of white racists that, that won the race in Virginia. <laughs> Folks, let me tell you something. There, there aren't enough white people in Virginia. Well, let me put it this way. There aren't enough white Republicans in Virginia to get a, to get a Republican over the finish line. Okay, so let's, let, let's, get, let's make this clear. There aren't enough white Republicans in Virginia 
to get any Republican candidate over the finish line. All right. So when you're hearing the media, because right now they're losing their mind, led by this Joy Reid moron and see some of these other. I mean, have you seen MSNBC? And I'm not telling you to watch it because, oh, my gosh, it's painful to watch it. But I try and watch some of these shows so you don't have to. But, oh, my goodness, after that election last week, um, I watched CNN, I watched MSNBC, and, oh, my goodness, it was painful. Uh, but there, it's race, 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 race. It's amazing. It's amazing. But, uh, but folks, when, when we talk about what happened last week in Virginia, look, remember what I told you about the political uh, pendulum. Remember what I told you, how it tends to swing back? Well, folks, that pendulum just bulldozed through Virginia, New Jersey, New York, Seattle. Um, folks, that pendulum, it was wound up even tighter than I thought it was going to be wound up. And, uh, and it ripped through Virginia, New Jersey, New York, and some other places last Tuesday. Folks, it, was, it really was an earthquake um, that was practically off the Richter scale. That's what happened last week, and, and, and I'm not overstating this. I'm merely telling you that is what happened, and you're not going to hear it on CNN, MSNBC, ABC, NBC, CBS, PBS, NPR. They're going to tell you that you are a racist, and that's why <laughs> the Republicans won. Um, are you tired yet? Are you tired yet? Are, are you a minority out there who've been told that you're supposed to vote for a Democrat? Are you tired of being called a racist? Because you're a brown racist and a black racist, according to uh, MSNBC and CNN. Um, so are you tired yet? Are, are you just an American out there who, who, who might be an independent who, who for some reason couldn't handle strong tweets from President Trump? Uh, so you voted for Biden and the Democrats? Are you tired yet? Are you tired of being called a racist? That's all they have, folks. All they have is to call you a racist, and it's – it's getting old, and, and I think finally, you know, last year and, and, and this year, I talked about this pendulum. I talked about how it can swing, and I also talked about how this wokeism and calling everybody a racist, that it's going to grow old. I've talked about it on this show, and now we're starting to see exactly what I was talking about and what I've been talking about. If you look at Virginia, look at last Tuesday, folks. It's not just Virginia, although that was the biggest one. Uh, but in New York, in New Jersey, in uh, Washington, in California, and, and just all throughout the uh, the United States on Tuesday, there were special elections and just and municipality elections, off year elections, and they went Republican. Um, folks, it was absolutely amazing. I, even the bluest parts of the bluest states flipped to Republican. Some of these seats and. And it was a, it, it, this is what I meant about this pendulum swinging. Um, you know, one thing the Democrats can't seem to learn is they cannot stop themselves from overstepping. They can't stop themselves from pushing too much. And the Democrats think they had a mandate after 2020, and they did not. And now they're, you know, Biden is president right now because of, A, some shenanigans, B, because too many independent-minded people and too many um, – Establishment Republicans uh, couldn't handle Trump, couldn't handle the mean tweets, or they were convinced that he was mean, and they were convinced that Biden would be the Biden of old, and he would just sit around and say some funny things and and coast through and not change too much of what Trump did. But boy, how wrong were they? How wrong were they? Because Biden is all about the woke. 
Biden, honestly, look, it's it's cruelty what they're doing to Biden. Biden doesn't know what he's doing. Biden doesn't know where he is half the time. Um, it's the people running the show. And if you want an example, folks, that Biden doesn't know what's going on, Joe Dementia Biden had no idea that his administration was trying to pay illegal aliens $450,000. That's how bad this president doesn't know what's going on in his administration, folks. That just shows you he is not running the show. He's not running this show. Because Biden, when asked the other day, said, no, that's not going to happen. What are you talking about? That's garbage. You need to stop putting garbage. He told the reporter that the reporter needs to be stop putting out garbage like that. When the reporter asked, hey, you, your administration is saying they're going to pay illegals $450,000. And then Biden says, you're putting out garbage. You shouldn't do that. That's not going to happen. That's what Biden said because Biden had no idea his administration was doing this. So who do you think is running the show, folks? It's not Joe Biden. And, and you know, this reporter who was, who was asking questions, kudos to them for asking the questions, but shame on them for not giving this response. When Biden turned to the reporter and said, you're writing, you're saying that garbage, the reporter should have looked up and said, no, I'm not saying it. You said it. Your administration said this. I didn't say this. Your administration said this. Your administration is putting out that they're going to pay $450,000 to illegal aliens. And uh, he should have done that and put Biden on his heels. But uh, but anyway, um, it's clear. It's clear. If you haven't, if it wasn't clear to you before, it should be clear to you now. Biden's not running the show, folks. He's not. It's it's the bureaucrats behind him. It's it's the the Obama bureaucrats. It's some maybe some leftover Clinton bureaucrats. Um, and it's the Kamala people. And uh, and remember what I told you. <laughs> I told you earlier this year, the fight that's going to break out between Jill Biden and the establishment Democrats and the fight that's going to break out between uh, Kamala Harris and the establishment Democrats, because that fight's coming, folks. That fight is coming. Kamala Harris thinks she is going to be the inherent incumbent for 2024. And the establishment Democrats are not going to let that happen. Mark my words. So anyway, let's go. Let's talk about Tuesday. So let's talk about what happened. Let's talk about why this was such an earthquake, uh, why this is so huge, why that pendulum swung like it did, and, and what does that mean for 2022? Because, folks, this was absolutely amazing. I, I mean, my goodness, this pendulum went ram through Virginia like a fat kid turned loose in a Krispy Kreme donut shop. If you told him that they were all for free, anything you could eat was free. So look, um, I, I, I mean, folks, it was just it was amazing what happened on Tuesday. Um, what I hope, what I hope, because look, there are a lot of Republicans that won last week. A lot of Republicans won. And I hope they are all liberty loving, freedom loving independent-minded, constitution-loving conservatives or libertarian types. That's what I hope. The one thing I don't want them to be is establishment Republicans. We do not need any more establishment Republicans. So I'm hoping that all the Republicans that won last Tuesday uh, are all going to be constitution-minded, freedom-minded, liberty-minded, and independent-minded people. I want those to be the type of Republicans that are going into Washington. And a lot of new ones are going into Washington. A lot of new ones are going into state houses and, and state senates and things like that. So, I mean, folks, let me tell you, I, I am not kidding here. Uh, the Republicans rode an amazing wave from the city councils 
all the way up to the federal level. I mean, it was it was really quite something to see on Tuesday, and it was really funny to watch the media absolutely melt down. Um, folks, Tuesday night, um, for most of the night, Yunkin in Virginia had a 10-point lead over um, McAuliffe. And any other election, if, if that had been a Democrat, if McAuliffe had been winning by 10 points, at 7.02, they would have called the race for McAuliffe. But they would not call the race for Yunkin. Yunkin was 10 points ahead for most of the night. And what did they do in Virginia? Look, folks, I, I was proven. Let me, I shouldn't do this, but I'm going to. So I got another I told you so. I told you, and I've been telling you, that turnout will beat fraud. The way to beat fraud. Now, of course, of course, you need to demand that your state legislatures do everything they can to make sure that we have legitimate legal elections and they need to do what they can do. And you, the people, we, the people need to demand it. But on top of that, turnout, turnout will beat fraud, because if you look back and you look, you start to analyze Tuesday night in Virginia, the governor's race, you look at what Fairfax County did at eight o'clock, folks. At 8 o'clock, uh, by law, the um, early voting is supposed to be counted and turned in. And at 8 o'clock, Yunkin is running away with this election. And the Fairfax County, they put out a statement, we're not going to make the deadline at 8 o'clock. And 8 o'clock came, we can't give you the to- vote, vote totals. We're going to have to rescan. So they scanned the votes already, folks. Now, understand this. They scanned the votes, and then they said they had to rescan them. Does it all sound familiar? Why do you think they had to do that? Now, I'm not accusing anyone. I'm just saying, uh, using a little bit of logic and common sense here, you're telling me that you can't count votes, and when you did the first count, you need to be given a reason why you're doing the second scan. And then you need to say, then if, if you did do that, you should have been able to give those results by 830. But they didn't. And then as we went on through the night, they stopped counting at some point. It all sounds familiar, doesn't it? It's almost like you think they're looking for some mail-in ballots. But folks, what did I tell you before? Turnout will beat fraud. And as the counting kept going and the counting kept going and they got to 100%, they could not find enough votes to take the win away from Yunkin. I mean, that's, that's, I hate to say it, but, but you can't convince me otherwise. When you look at just what was going on. Uh, But like I said, if you want to beat fraud and you want 100 percent beat fraud, it's turnout, 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 turnout. And that's what happened in Virginia. And Yunkin, a guy that came out of nowhere, a, a business guy who's never been a politician, actually came out and defeated a Clintonite. I mean, not just a politician, but a Clintonite. I mean, folks, it is earthquake-shattering news what happened last Tuesday. And we will be right back. Hello, my name is Rick White, and I'm the director of the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. I want to encourage all Georgia veterans to consider being nominated to the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. And if you are a Georgia veteran, and the definition of a Georgia veteran is either you were born in the state of Georgia, or you've lived here 10 years, or you were raised your right hand and joined the military in this state, you are considered a Georgia veteran. For further information, go to www.gmb. HOF.org, or you can contact me at 678-427-0915. We'd love to have your nomination for the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. Thank you so much. 
If you have lost a loved one and were left with a firearms collection and are not sure how to dispose of them safely, or you may have firearms you no longer want, this message is for you. I am a licensed FFL firearms dealer in the state of Florida, specializing in estate firearm purchases. It is very important that all firearm transactions be handled according to state and federal laws. You can contact me for information at Firearm Liquidation Service at Outlook.com, or you can call or text me at 407-921-8100-247 and ask for James. Again, for information contact me at Firearm Liquidation Service at Outlook.com, or call or text me at 407-921-8100. All communications are strictly confidential. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hey, and welcome back, folks. Uh, look, let's uh, roll right on and, and this this talk about what happened Tuesday. Um, look, I, you know, I told you it was earth-shattering, and it was. But what's, what's even more earth-shattering is the way and the excuses that it's coming out of the Democrats. I, I mean, folks, it is amazing to see – you know the definition of insanity. Just keep doing the same thing and, and, and expect a different result. Um, well, the Democrats actually came out and said they're going to double down, triple down on their woke progressive agenda. And Alexandria – oh, my God. Folks, if you want to laugh, if you want to get a good laugh, go look up the little video that Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez put out. I mean, it looked like a bit from a Valley Girl movie. And if you don't know what the Valley Girl movie is, um, oh, Producer Brett, what was the name of that movie? I can't remember. But if you go back and look at the 80s, just look up, just do a search, do a Duck, Duck, Go search. And buy, and maybe it was called Valley Girl. Um, and look, while I mention it, folks, Duck, Duck, Go, let that be your uh, search engine. Uh, Duck, Duck, Go does not follow you. Duck, Duck, Go doesn't care what you search for. And Duck, Duck, Go isn't going to make notes of who you are and where you are and what you're searching and all that stuff. Duck, Duck, Go doesn't care. They believe in privacy. So um, if you want a good, solid Internet search engine, Duck, Duck, Go should be the one you use. It is the one I use here at On Point with Victor. Um, but anyway, so do a Duck, Duck, Go search and look up Valley Girl. Or, or Valley Girl movie or something like that. And it's an old movie from the 80s, but it will make you laugh. But for all of you out there who don't know it, go check out the movie or watch bits from the movie and then watch Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. <laughs> because, oh my goodness, folks. So she came out with a little video, um, her little explanation on what happened in Virginia. And uh, and she said it was because the progressives didn't do enough, that, that the Democrats in Virginia didn't invite the progressives to come in and campaign for McAuliffe enough. <laughs> but it went something like this. Um, like, so, like, uh, what happened in Virginia? Uh, total bummer. Oh, so's bummed me out. It bummed me to the max. But, like, um, what happened was that, you know, like, they didn't ask the progressives like me and, like, um, my friends Omar and Tahib. They didn't, like, ask us to come in. Um, they didn't even, like, give us an invite. So, like, they lost. And, and they wouldn't have lost if, like, they would just embrace me and, and my Valley Girl friends. <laughs> All right, I added that last part. Yeah, I added that. Look, folks, 
That is what Alexandria Cortez, congresswoman from New York, who is probably soon going to be senator from New York. Uh, because, look, I'll just give you I, – I, I guess it's kind of a prediction, but I totally think that she's going to run for Schumer. She's going to knock Schumer right out of there, which is going to be hilarious. Uh, but I do think she's going to knock Schumer right out of this, his Senate seat, <laughs> and she's going to take that Senate seat from him. And I'm going to laugh when she does. But, uh, but folks, that, that is I, – I, I mean, I don't know how. I don't know how the people of New York can continue to vote for her. But um, I am serious. Go look up the movie Valley Girl or, or do a search for Valley Girl movie. Watch some of the outtakes or, I mean, uh, watch some clips. And then watch the video that Alexandria Cortez put out about the Virginia race. I mean, you will think she was in that movie. It is hilarious. So, but uh, but anyway, look, it it it, it is earth shattering. But let me tell you how wrong the Democrats have it, and why I'm just laughing. I I I cannot believe. You know, look, I I was not a fan of the policies of Obama, but Obama was a hell of a politician. Um, he he's one of the best, one of the best, and he uh, even when he took his shellacking in 2010. You know, Obama had the wherewithal to come out and say, hey, we took a shellacking. I'll take some of the blame and let's move on and and let's see what's going on and let's see what we can do. Now, look, Obama's policies were awful. He was terrible for this country, um, but he's a politician and a damn good one. And he convinced a lot of people to go with him. And which is another reason that when the media tells you we're racist, tells you this country's racist, folks, a racist country doesn't elect a black man or, or partially black man president. Not once, but twice. OK, um, so this BS that they're spouting and this is what I'm saying, you know, Obama, when they took the shellacking in 2010, he, he took some of the ownership of it and, and moved on. He didn't cry, at least at that point, didn't cry racism. And what you're seeing in Virginia, what you're seeing, the Democrats are screaming racism. They're trying to convince you that the white, somehow white um, militant people is what got these candidates over the finish line in Virginia. And, folks, I am telling you, there are not enough white Republicans of any nature in Virginia that could have won these races for these Republicans. The reason why the Republicans won the races in Virginia and elsewhere is because Democrats and independents who voted for Biden in 2020 switched to the Republican Party because they're sick and tired of being told that they're racist. They're sick and tired of being told that they don't have a say in their children's education, and they're sick and tired of being told that we need to defund the police. They're sick and tired of being told that we need to allow people to shoplift up to $900. They're sick and tired of, of progressive attorney generals letting illegals go who drunk drive or letting uh, uh, just your common criminal go who's shoplifting or holding you up at gunpoint. They're tired, tired, tired. We have rampant crime running through the cities. We have inflation going through the roof. Food is costing you more. Everything is costing you more. You've got, you can't, you've got empty shelves You've got gas prices that are more than double what they were 12 months ago. That is why the Democrats lost on Tuesday. has nothing to do with race. Let me tell you, a record number of Hispanics voted for the Republican. How is that racist? You had black people in droves voting for the Republican in Virginia. How is that racist? You have black people all throughout Virginia 
that are tired of white liberals like McAuliffe telling them they have no say in education of their children, of educating their children, that black parents have no say. That's what these white liberals are telling them. Well, you know what? The black parents are getting tired of it, and they showed it by voting for Yunkin on last Tuesday. And then they didn't stop there. They didn't stop there. So it was shocking enough to see Yunkin win. But they didn't stop there, folks. Um, Virginia just elected. Now, let's do this. Let's play this first games that the Democrats love to play. Uh, let's, let's play this game. So the first woman was just elected lieutenant governor of Virginia. Folks, the lieutenant governor is a heartbeat away from running a state. Because if something happens to the governor, it's the lieutenant governor who takes over. Just like if you've got a president and something happens, the vice president takes over. Well, the state of Virginia just elected its first lieutenant governor woman, or their first woman who is lieutenant governor. So they just elected that. And on top of that, not only is it a first for it to be a woman, it's a first to be a black woman. And not only is it a first to be a woman of color, she's also an immigrant. So the state of Virginia, who the Democrats are telling you is so racist, they're telling you that Yunkin won because of racism, that state just elected the number two, the number two person in the state of Virginia was just elected by the people of Virginia, and she is a black woman from Jamaica, an immigrant. Yeah. How is that racism, folks? I need you, if you are a sycophant Democrat, I need you to understand and put on your logical hat and tell me, how is it racist? How are the people of Virginia racist when they just elected a black woman immigrant to be lieutenant governor, to take over the state should need be, and I mean in the capacity of governorship. If, if, the governor, if Governor Yinkin has some kind of issue then the lieutenant governor steps in, and that lieutenant governor is a black woman from Jamaica. How is it racist? How are the people of Virginia racist? And the people of Virginia didn't stop there. The people of Virginia went on to elect probably the third most powerful person in Virginia on elected office, the most power, third powerful elected office in Virginia, the attorney general. And you know what the people of Virginia did? Another first. Let's let's continue to play this Democrat game of first, 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 first. So now, not only did the state of Virginia elect the first black immigrant woman to the lieutenant governorship seat, they also elected the first brown Hispanic dude to attorney general of the state of Virginia. Now, you still want to tell me? That the people of Virginia are racist? You want to tell me that the people of this country are racist? You want to tell me that the United States is systemically racist? You want to tell me that the big problem, biggest problem the country faces is white supremacy? Do you see how much they're lying to you folks? Look, I'm not angry. I'm just right. And at some point, you're going to get tired of the Democrats lying to you. And they're lying to you because they want power. They don't care about you. They just want power. And they have to convince you that you're a victim. They have to convince you that there's racism everywhere. But, folks, they're asking you 
to believe your lying eyes. They're asking you to don't believe what you see right in front of your face. Because right in front of your face, folks, is a country that is great. And the United States proved last Tuesday again how great it can be and how great it still is. Because the people of Virginia just elected a woman born in Jamaica who immigrated here and then joined the Marines and fought for this country because she loved it so. And then she became a citizen. And now this black Marine woman of Jamaica just became lieutenant governor of Virginia. Oh, yeah. Those are some real racist people in Virginia. If they're racist people in Virginia, they're the dumbest, most stupid racist out ever. Because if you're telling me, you're, you're telling me, you're trying to convince me that racist people just put a Jamaican black woman to be their lieutenant governor, to, to hold the second most powerful office in Virginia. That's what we're supposed to believe was put, she was put there by racist people. I mean, folks, it is laughable. But it's a shame, too, because you have a party in this country that is today's Democrat Party that is, has the only thing they have to run on is trying to convince you that the country's racist. And the proof is the opposite. Just look to Virginia. And folks, we will be right back. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. If you have lost a loved one and were left with a firearms collection and are not sure how to dispose of them safely, or you may have firearms you no longer want, this message is for you. I am a licensed FFL firearms dealer in the state of Florida, specializing in estate firearm purchases. It is very important that all firearm transactions be handled according to state and federal laws. You can contact me for information at firearm liquidation service at outlook.com, or you can call or text me at 407-921-8100-247 and ask for James. Again, for information contact me at Firearm Liquidation Service at Outlook.com, or call or text me at 407-921-8100. All communications are strictly confidential. Hey folks, this is Victor with the On Point with Victor show. Make sure you listen every Tuesday 1 to 2, only right here on America's Web Radio, the On Point with Victor show. Remember folks, I'm not angry, I'm just right. And you can find out why every Tuesday from 1 to 2, the On Point with Victor show, only right here on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we are back, folks. Uh, so look, let, let me even go further into what happened Tuesday. So um, and, and look, listen, folks, it, it, I know I have some Democrat listeners out there. 
And and you really, I I really want you to to stop and assess what's going on. Do you need any more proof that the Democrats are lying to you? Do you need any more proof that CNN and MSNBC are are a bunch of hacks, political hacks, and they're lying to you? How can you observe and watch a black lady from from uh, Jamaica be elected to lieutenant governorship and a Hispanic guy get elected to attorney general? Two of the most powerful positions in Virginia, elected positions, which means an overwhelming amount of people must vote for them. And you saw that in Virginia. How can you sit back and listen to the Democrat Party tell you that there's a bunch of white supremacists running around and that it's racism that defeated the Democrats? How? How? You can't come to that conclusion unless you have somehow convinced yourself that the black Lady Winsome, uh, Winsome Sears, the Jamaican black lady who won the lieutenant governorship of Virginia, you're going to have to believe that somehow she is a white supremacist. And you're going to have to believe that the Hispanic guy, and I'm going to forget his name, um, Jason Mayotis, you're going to have to believe that that guy, Mayotis, Mayotis, that he is somehow a white supremacist. Uh, is he a brown racist? You know, folks. I joke about this, but um, I have been called a brown racist by some Democrats because they attacked me, didn't agree with me and attacked me because they didn't they didn't see me. They only heard me and they thought that, I oh, he must be white. And then somebody told him, hey, you dumb. You know what? Uh, he's brown. He's Hispanic. And so what did they do? Did they come and apologize? No. They called me a brown racist. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I couldn't make this up if I tried. But, uh, but folks, I, I mean, really, you, you've, you, at some point, and I do believe that's what's happening now because clearly the people – look, the state of Virginia, like I said, there are not enough Republicans in the state of Virginia to pull a Republican over the finish line. So it was independents and it was Democrats who switched to the Republican Party in Virginia. That is why Yunkin won. That is why Sears won. That is why um, the uh, Mayattes won. That is why so many Republicans of all backgrounds won in Virginia and all over the country on Tuesday. They won because, in, in the case of Virginia especially, uh, Democrats and independents left the Democrat Party and they voted for Republicans because they did what I've been telling you. Uh, folks, I even talked about it last week on my show. You want to see how much power you have as a voter? Then stop being a sick sycophant for the letter D. Stop voting for the letter. Uh, and the same thing can be said for the letter R. If you want to see how much power your vote has, don't vote for the same person over and over and over and over just because there's a letter D by their name. And right now in Virginia, the Democrats have controlled that state for, for years, and now the people are sick of it, so they're going over to the Republicans saying, okay, we're going to give you a chance. And now Yunkin has a great chance to show what conservative leadership can do, what believing in the Constitution, what believing in freedom, what believing in liberty, what this can do, believing in small government, believing in lower taxes. Hell, let's believe in, in, in a consumption tax. Um, Yunkin could really do something for Virginia if he would scrap their sales tax and go to a consumption – I mean their income tax and go to a consumption tax. Um, cut government. Cut spending. These are things that, that, that Yunkin and the, and the new Republicans can fight for that's going to ensure that, they, that, that the Republican Party does get looked at by uh, people who are, who are used to voting for Democrats. Because, look, if you are in a city like Baltimore or Detroit 
or New Orleans or Atlanta uh, or New York City, um, any San Francisco, L.A., if you're living in those cities and that have been controlled by Democrats for decades and decades, and I'm talking 100 percent controlled by Democrats, there, there's no, no Republican in sight in all the cities I just mentioned. But yet every two years and four years, the same problems that people complain about don't get fixed, but then they go and vote for the same people who don't fix the problems. So at some point, you've got to take your power back and you've got to vote for someone else. And that's what's happened. That's what happened in Virginia. The people of Virginia, a majority of the people of Virginia, Democrats, Republicans, Libertarians, and Independents came together and voted for Youngkin because they want to take their education back. The biggest issue that sank the Democrats in Virginia is the education issue. Folks, critical race theory is real. It's real. And you're having – that's the other big lie that the Democrats and the media is telling right now. They're saying that that there's no such thing as critical race theory. They're telling you that critical race theory wasn't taught in the schools of Virginia. Folks, it is a flat-out lie. It's a lie. Now, is there a book titled Critical Race Theory that they're teaching? No, maybe not. But critical race theory is a foundation. It is a, a – a, a outline. It's an, it's an outline on how things are being taught. It is a method of teaching. It's not necessarily a book that they have in schools or a class they're calling critical race theory, but the method is being injected in schools all over this country, including Virginia. My goodness, folks, you could probably still go to the Virginia State website today and see where critical race theory is mentioned uh, all over their education system. Go to their website. It says critical race theory must be embraced in the education of the children in Virginia. I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what it says. So when the media and the Democrats come out and tell you that that critical race theory is a dog whistle for racism, that it doesn't exist, they're lying to you. They're lying to you. The parents on the ground who see what their children are being taught and they see this ridiculous critical race theory being taught, the methods being taught. That's what fired up parents in Virginia, and that's what caused Virginia Democrats, Virginia Libertarians to vote for the Republican Yunkin. That also vote, uh, also uh, independents. Education, education, education. I almost want to turn around to these Democrats and go, education, stupid. You remember, you remember back in the '90s when Bill Clinton was running around going, "It's the economy, stupid." Uh, look, my, my my name is Bill Clinton. And I want to be your president because I feel your pain. And I did not have sex with that girl. I didn't. But I feel your pain. And part of that pain is taxes and economy, stupid. That's what Bill Clinton ran on and campaigned on. And so maybe the Republicans should start making ads and just coming out and going, it's education, stupid. It's gas prices, stupid. It's inflation, stupid. It's empty shelves, stupid. Uh, you know, I mean, the, the Republicans could run ads on all of those things because all of those things factored into Democrats and independents switching their vote over to the Republican Party. That is why the Virginians voted for Yunkin and for Sears and for uh, Mayor, what is his name, Mayatis. And then a whole lot of other Republicans voted the same way. Um, candidates won the same way because Democrats and independents. And libertarians voted for the Republican candidates. 
had nothing to do with racism, folks. Nothing to do. It had everything to do with education. Education is leading the way right now. Um, you Republicans who are running in 2022, you want a blueprint? You just saw it in Virginia. Education, education, education. Um, and um, exposing CRT, exposing critical race theory, exposing this, this map that uh, Democrats are using to try to – this method that they want – to be used to teach your children. Look, folks, I'm not going to get into critical race theory, but if you don't know what it is, uh, you can email me, Victor at America's Web Radio, Victor at America's Web Radio.com. You can email me and I'll, and I will send you a, a response and, and to what critical race theory is. But I'll just give you a quick overview. Critical race theory is, is a method. It's a methodology on how things should be taught. And basically what critical race theory uh, tells, it's, it's a postmodern type methodology. And, and it tells you and tells children that you are born an oppressor or you're a born oppressee. So if you're white, you're an oppressor. If you're not white, then you're, you've been oppressed. You're born oppressed. That's basically what critical race theory is. It teaches you, no matter what subject it is, it, it teaches kids that if you're white, you're the oppressor. And if you're non-white, you're not the oppressor, that you're a oppressee. And if you're an oppressee, you should be heard. And if you're an oppressor, you should not be heard. So if, a, if an oppressee, if a minority who's the oppressee comes out and says, I want to talk, I'm going to tell you my truth, then if you're white, you're the oppressor. Under critical race theory, you have to shut up. And you have to listen to their truth, not the truth, but their truth, because under critical race theory, there is no the truth. Folks, there's only the truth. There's only the truth. But under critical race theory, there is not a truth. There's only my truth, your truth, her truth, their truth. And that's why critical race theory is so messed up. It's an awful thing to teach. It teaches to judge by skin color. That's what critical race theory does. Martin Luther King would be 100% against CRT. He would be against critical race theory. Because Martin Luther King believed in judging people by their character, not by the color of their skin. And critical race theory teaches to, to judge only by the color of one's skin. Because critical race theory says, if you're born white, you are in a born oppressor. And if you're born non-white... You're a born victim. You're an oppressee. That's pretty messed up, folks. And that is why, that is why, the biggest reason right there, why the people of Virginia, Democrats, Independents, Libertarians, and Republicans voted for Yunkin. Because they don't want their kids being taught that they're a victim just because the color of their skin. And they damn sure don't want them being taught that they're an oppressor or an evil person just because the color of their skin. And that, folks, that is what you've got to understand. And that is dangerous. This CRT stuff and what the Democrats are pushing is dangerous because they don't care about you or your kids. They only care about power. And they think that by brainwashing your kids that they're not making their lives better. They're making them lifelong Democrat voters. And that's what this is about. Same with open borders. We have open borders and we have a party in this country that then the Democrats that do not want to solve the open border problem because they see every person that comes across that border as a future Democrat voter. Just look at the bills they're trying to pass, folks. These two bills that Biden so badly wants to pass. They're full of of stuff for the illegals. Um, Amnesty. Amnesty is in this. Look, 
that infrastructure bill, if it has amnesty tied to it, every Republican should vote against it. And if they don't vote against it, they need to be thrown out of office. Uh, I will just say that right now. So my goodness, folks. But uh, but let me move on. But again, if you want more, if you want to hear more about uh, about critical race theory, email me at Victor at America's Web Radio dot com. Victor at America's Web Radio dot com. So, all right, I have a couple more things I want to say. Look, I mean, my goodness, where does the time go? The show goes by so fast. We're just having too much fun. Uh, but uh, look, folks, if you're not familiar with Winston, uh, Winston Sears, who won the lieutenant governor, she's from Jamaica. Uh, she's a Marine, and she just won the lieutenant governorship of Virginia. She's an absolute fireball. She's going to be a rock star in the Republican Party. Um, my goodness, folks, look her up and watch her. Uh, she is such a fireball that she challenged Joy Reid, that bozo at MSNBC who calls everything and everybody's a racist. Um, this black woman, Jamaican immigrant who won the lieutenant governorship, she just challenged Joy Reid to a debate. There is no way on God's green earth that Joy Reid is going to accept this debate. But, oh, my gosh, it would be great if she did. But that's how awesome this lady is in uh, Winsome Sears. So keep your eye on her, folks. She's going to be a rock star in the Republican Party. She's great. Uh, look at her, her victory speech. It's awesome. It's so awesome. But she takes it right to the Democrats. She takes it right to their narrative, folks. She doesn't let them get away with this racist narrative because it's false and it's a lie. And Sears is not afraid to point it out. And uh, the Hispanic Attorney General, look him up. He's not afraid to point it out either, folks. So, so look, uh, we're getting to the end of the show. Uh, I'll have more to say about this next week, and I'll have more to say about the uh, pendulum that's swinging because, folks, the pendulum has let go, and it's swinging, and it just rammed through Virginia. Folks, there were four seats on the city council of New York that flipped from Democrat to Republican. There's a seat in Seattle that flipped from Democrat to Republican. It's happening, folks. So, all right. Stay tuned. Coming up next is Locked and Loaded with Roger B., and I'll see you guys next week. Goodbye. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.